right, and welcome everybody to this episode of Med Student Over Easy. We are joined by some awesome people today, and we're going to go around the table. So first, we've got Caitlin Bowers. Caitlin, how are you? Hi, guys. And we've got our newly minted Dr. Patricia Capone. Patricia, thanks so much for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And last, but definitely not least, a good friend of the show and fellow Doctors Hospital graduate, Jeff Comp, coming all the way from Arizona. Yes, hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So for this episode, we're going to talk about mentorship and the role it plays in medical students. So I'm going to let Caitlin kick it off for us and walk us through this idea of how does a medical student find a mentor and what are the key parts of creating that mentor-mentee relationship? So I think the most common thing that students talk to me about is when to get a mentor. I work at a local medical school, and a lot of times students don't really start thinking about this until third year when they need to start planning their rotations and things. And sometimes, depending on your situation, that can be kind of late. I think that sometimes you need a mentor earlier to help you kind of guide the process because the match is complicated and career choices can be made pretty early on, which is kind of terrifying if you think about it, because a lot of our third year students don't even get to do ER rotations, and they're already having to choose if they want to be an ER doctor. So I think that because of that, getting a mentor pretty early on can help you. I don't know when you guys first feel like you met up with a mentor. I remember Andy coming to my medical school in second year, pretty much dragging me to an ACOEP conference, and it's history from there. But what about you guys? When did you guys first talk? I had actually a similar experience. John Casey, another another member of EMO or Easy, and I, we met when I was, I think, a, a first or second year medical student, and he sort of sunk his talents in me pretty early. And it's you know been one of my one of the best relationships I've ever had. And and I, I think it's really important, Caitlin, for you for you to bring up like early early interactions, right? Because the problem sometimes is when you start in medical school you, all of us really sort of said, oh man, I'm just trying to learn how to, how to figure out the medicine, how to even figure out how do I study? This is so much different from, from undergrad where you really sort of succeeded pretty, pretty, pretty rapidly. Right. And then we go to medical school and it's a lot. So early interactions with your mentor, even outside of just specialty specific mentorship is really important because you start uh, developing some of these different relationships and you can talk about different kind of aspects. You can be very frank with the person if you've developed a relationship, right? Because the, the challenge also is if you identify your mentor late, it becomes a little bit more of a formal process, right? So uh, if your interactions early on help you build that relationship, then you have the, the comfort of saying, hey, I think I want to do emergency medicine, but I'm not quite sure because I'm a first year medical student. But I'd love to be able to, to, to learn and grow from you rather than someone coming in at their middle end of third year who frankly should probably have a little bit of a better idea of of what they're really looking for in a mentor relationship and interaction sort of trying to piece together a personal relationship when you really need to have a little bit more of some formal questions uh, in that phase of a mentorship interaction i think that's a good point i mean a lot of students that come to me third year they're more coming to me because I'm their advisor at the medical school and they have a list of questions and they they know exactly what they need to ask me. And we're kind of just going through step by step. Whereas the people that I feel like I know better and I can be a better mentor to are the people that reach out in second year. They say, can I come shadow you? We have these kind of informal discussions, get to know them on more of like a friend's level, what kind of things they like to do. And then we kind of, when we get to third year, it's easier for me to recommend programs they should consider or kind of tell them different ways to tailor their application because I actually know them 
And we're not just going through this rigid process of here's what we need to make sure you're in line for graduation and match, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, I think for me, so I met Andy bet- like between my first and second year of med school through a research opportunity. And I think that was that was really helpful for me because I feel like I'm not super great sometimes of being like going up to somebody specific and being like, oh, like, can you be my mentor? Like that can be awkward sometimes. So it kind of just naturally and organically happened by me like seeking out an opportunity in emergency medicine. And I think that summer was a great time to do it because like Jeff was saying, med school's hard and there's a lot of time like during the year that you're focused on tests and all this other stuff and boards. And so it can be really nice to have that summer in between where you're not specifically doing schoolwork and you can just work on almost like investing in your future and trying to spend that time trying to find a mentor and again, just getting involved early and often. I think Jeff and I also both got a lot of mentorship from networking at conferences. And I think that it's a lot easier. I mean, I remember the first social event I went to where Andy drug me up to all these random people and introduced me and just then abandoned me to talk to them. And I also am not the most chatty person with new people. But it's a lot different when you're talking to another PD or resident or whoever from just uh, trying to get advice standpoint than when you're a third year and you're trying to like put on a show and get an audition rotation or get an interview and you feel like you're on a stage. But if you meet those people earlier on in your med school career, it is more of just like an organic conversation about what they like about emergency medicine and different things like that, that I think is a lot less formal and maybe less, I don't know the right word, intimidating as a student than if you're trying to get an interview. It's also easier to ask some of those hard questions, right? If I have someone that comes to me as an end of a third year, so a little bit of a background, I'm one of the APDs at, at the Creighton University School of Medicine in, the, in, uh, in Phoenix for the Emergency Medicine Residency Program. If someone comes to me at the end of their third year and says, hey, I'd like to talk with you about a bunch of other programs, please. And that's the first time that I talk with them. It's going to be a little bit hard for me and a little bit of a challenge. I mean, I'm happy to do it always, but it's a little bit of a challenge for me to say, hey, why me? But if I've met someone and I have some of these mentees, I'm fortunate enough to work with a couple different medical schools here in the Phoenix area. And I have some of these mentees that through our discussions and conversations, they may not have even ended up in emergency med. Definitely not my program. Some of them have, but we're able to say, and I'm very upfront with them when we meet during first year, second year, hey, when we chat, obviously I have my own position, but because you've indicated early that you're interested in interacting at a mentorship level, we can talk about the other programs. And I can tell you my opinions. I can connect you with some of those people at, at different programs because I know that you're just interested in emergency medicine and that's where conversations can grow from. So that early interaction has really allowed for these medical students to have me as someone who's able to be an advocate, not just in connecting them with my program, but really connecting them with emergency medicine. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point too, Jeff, that like the mentor that you choose, you want them to be objective. So I know that that was something that Andy was for me during the match process of, he was just like, I want you to go where you want to go. Not necessarily to my program, not necessarily where I want you to go. I want you to go where you're going to be happy. And I think having a mentor that does that and is not like trying to like secondary gain you into their program, I think is really important. I think you need someone who has a little tough love too. You need to be open enough with your mentor that you can be honest about any red flags or things in your application or potential things in your application if you're only a first or second year. But then you need someone that's going to be pretty honest with you about where you stand 
and not sugarcoat things. I've worked with some students for months and then suddenly they don't get any, any interviews and they come to me and are like, oh, by the way, I had DUI or I failed a rotation. And I'm like, this happened years ago. Why didn't you tell me this? I'm, How do we I'm not, talk about this? I'm not on a residency board. Like I'm not telling you whether or not you get an interview. This is something I could have helped you with. Whereas I have other people that are very open and honest from day one and we navigate those things and they're more successful. And I think that's the hard part is maybe you don't want to hear what your mentor has to say, but I mean, Drew is one of my mentors and you guys know him. He's very brutally honest, but it's helped me a lot. And I know that if I need someone's honest opinion, he'll tell me it. Well, and this kind of touches on the fact that you don't need one mentor, right? I'm fortunate enough in that I have different people for different kind of functions of what I'm of what I'm looking for. If you guys are you should be listening to EM over easy, but they do an excellent episode on on building a like a personal board of directors. Thank you. A personal <laughs> board of directors. So when it comes to some of my other interests, I have my my person that's my touch point. And that's a fluid list, right? Of different people that I'm gonna be looking for for some some different benefits from. So identifying different people that will sort of fulfill those different roles. Someone that if you're struggling and you need kind of like that teddy bear I've got that person. And if you're like, no, 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 I'm in a time where I'm looking for some personal growth. I need someone that's going to push me. I have someone sort of like on deck for that. And that gets to be a little bit more as you're sort of getting closer and closer. But if you can find your one sort of like core person, then you can start branching out and finding the other people that are going to really help you with the different things that you're looking to to, to do and grow and, and develop as you're going through the, the process as a medical student. Another thing I think that that touches on on different types of mentors is you might also need to consider where your mentor is coming from when you talk about different types. So I'm at a medical school where the local core sites are very community-based programs with a lot of people that do not have any connections to a residency program. And I see this, that students get mentors in the ER very early on, first and second year, that they shadow and really get them interested in emergency medicine. But then they start to go to these people for match advice and career advice. And I'm sure these people are amazing emergency medicine doctors and have really gotten these students to get excited about EM, but they're very far removed from the match process. And so what I see is that not so great advice gets given that was probably great advice 10 years ago, and it can really hurt these students. And by the time they come to me later, they're already kind of behind the eight ball. So I think it's important, this goes back to the like, do you want a junior versus senior faculty mentor? I think it's important to have one of each or to consider that where you're getting your advice from, because the match is very strategic and things change and it's different even than when we went through it five years ago, six years ago at this point. And so you really need someone who's closer to the process that can give you advice when it comes to specific strategies and where you apply and things like that. Yeah, an academic mentor is really, really important. Someone that is connected to the system, that that knows the updates, that is plugged into some of the bigger national organizations that will be able to say, all right, here's what you're going to need. Uh, I remember one of one of my mentors when I was, it was a, a brief mentor interaction when I asked them, hey, I need your help. How do, how do I ask for a slow? And they sort of said, you're asking for a what? And I said, it looks like we're done here. So that was, um, so I, I think, it's really, really important to have someone that you've identified that is, that's very much in tune in sort of the nitty gritty of the process of applying to residency. So if I'm a medical student listening to the three of you, and I'm looking for three take-homes 
on what I should do to find a good mentor and kind of best practices, what are the three things they should think about? From my standpoint, probably find a mentor early. Make sure you find someone who's objective and you be very honest with them and they can be honest with you. And then lastly, we haven't touched on this, but just be very professional. I think sometimes your mentor relationships can become very informal and more like a friend situation, but EM is a small world and it doesn't take long for you to kind of cross that friends versus mentor line and then things can get passed along. So it's just good to be professional no matter what. I think early mentorship is is the the, the big touch point, right? So early identification and recognizing that your personal development is as important as your your medical knowledge development early on in, in medical school, right? So obviously you need to get the first sort of building blocks to start to build up your uh, your 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 CV, your resume to get you into residency, but you also have to be growing and developing as yourself and your mentors can really help you with that. And then find multiple mentors. That's, I think, the biggest thing that I really didn't understand. I thought that I would get one, I'd lock it in, all right, and then I, I have my checkbox, I've got my mentor. I'm not really realizing that it, it can be a sort of changing landscape of mentorship early on. And then I think for me, one of the main things I learned is always kind of keep in touch with your mentors. I think it's one of those things where I had the experience with Andy where he was my research advisor for two months. And then we didn't talk for a couple months, but then the relationship continued from there. So, just, and also throughout the match process, just be like keeping in touch with your mentor a lot and just knowing that they're there and they want to help you. And I think something that I struggled with was that I always felt like I was bothering my mentors, but it's like, if they agreed to help you out, like obviously don't be respectful of their time, but they're here to help and, and they want to help. So this is, I, I guess, not something that um, we had initially talked about, but when you're early on trying to to identify a mentor, see if you can open the door with with a specific question. Some of the hardest relationships that I've tried to to build and grow has been someone just walking up and saying, "Hey, I, would you be my mentor?" And I kind of say, "Yes," but like, where in the process are you? And then it takes a little bit of time. But if you come to me and you say, "Hey, I'm really interested in," your program. I'm interested in this other aspect. I'm interested in this, or, Hey, I'm just trying to explore emergency medicine. That really helps your mentor start to, to figure out how they can help and maybe even recommend someone else, right? If someone comes to me and they say, Hey, I'm really, really interested in, um, this other program or, Hey, I'm in between, you know, emergency medicine and anesthesia or internal medicine. Then I can say, oh, that's great. How about I handle EM and I have someone else that I think would be really uh, a really great person for you within this other specialty, right? And then your mentor helps connect you with another mentor. And then you're all, then you're developing a whole uh, catalog of people that you'll be able to reach out to. Well, Jeff, Caitlin, and Patricia, thank you so much for coming on and helping us tease out some of the finer points on the role mentorship plays for medical students. If you are a medical student, do not forget to go on to your social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and follow EM Over Easy. Also, look out for more EM Over Easy slash Med Student Over Easy content that will be coming out in the upcoming months, thanks to our awesome team. Until next time, thanks so much. Well, you made it all the way to the end of another Med Student Over Easy podcast. 
Do not forget, we are the official podcast of the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. To learn more about this great organization and how you can get involved, head on over to acop.org today. Thank you.